<laughs> and we're live with our first podcast, our first podcast of Modern Day Disciples. MDD. MDD. So, Modern Day Disciples, the yes. podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. Yes. My name is Kevin. I'm one of your co-hosts for this podcast. Uh, my name is Anna. I'm your other co-host for this podcast. And we're really excited to get this to get this podcast going, to get it started. Um, I think it's been we've been we've been thinking about doing a podcast for, for a long time. For all of about 5 days. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of 5 days. I think yeah, over a week. It's we've been saying like, dude, cuz we're big fans of of um a YouTuber named David Dobrik and we've been listening. I've been listening to views. to the Views podcast and just it inspired me to like, man, it's so it was it's so entertaining. Yeah, do you think David knows that he inspired a Catholic podcast? I don't think so. I really but he's Catholic, right? Homeboy, homeboy is Catholic. He has the Benedictine bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um and he wears it constantly. He he talks a little bit in his podcast about how he was raised Catholic. Oh. But I'm assuming he's no longer practicing. Well, David, if you're listening to this, thank you for the inspiration, Dude, man. Dude, buy me a car, please. <laughs> Uh, you should be talking to SeatGeek, but whatever. SeatGeek is an amazing <laughs> app that lets you buy tickets in the easiest way possible. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, SeatGeek. Um, anyways. But yeah, so what what was the idea in starting this podcast, Kevin? So the idea of this podcast was to, well, I went to a, a training, a commissioning, a welcoming commissioning with um, our local bishop of the Diocese of San Jose, Bishop Oscar Cantu. Um, and he gave a, a workshop or a seminar kind of. Um, for the day, a day of reflection for for youth ministers, for catechetical leaders from all around the Diocese of San Jose. And he, we really focused on the idea of stories mm. and the and how s- being able to tell your story is the first and being able to listen to people's stories is the first mode of evangelization. So you can't really pierce the heart or convince somebody of of something until you really know them right and Mm. so everyone has their own story to tell and i think being able to bring it you know into the public eye into the public view to bring it to one platform for everyone to listen i feel like we can really learn a lot about each other and grow you know as ministers so i was also at this seminar with our bishop Mm -hmm. and i think one of the things he talked about was creating space for others to share their stories that's, that's what right. really connected with me is that are we in our everyday lives creating space for others to share their stories and how can we as young disciples mm-hmm. as disciples of the catholic church in 2019 how are we creating space for people to share their stories and i think this podcast is a wonderful platform exactly to do so. but yeah so this no, this good, podcast is i guess to create a space for for ministers primarily in the diocese of san jose but not subjected to um because if anyone out there wants to be on this podcast hey please yo, hit, us, hit up. us up on our social media <laughs> that we do not have yet coming because, soon yeah but after maybe at the second episode second we'll do episode that. we'll launch that yes definitely <laughs> um so yeah this podcast is to create that space for to allow ministers to allow leaders to tell their story and then maybe for our audience to from hearing their stories to to really just relate maybe we can relate or learn something new about different ministries or about ourselves i don't know yeah what was i do have to point out what was really great about that day um about hearing the bishops talk on storytelling hearing people's stories the opportunity to share our own stories was when we went to the apple store later that day that's right that's right do you you want to share what happened yeah we went to um it was actually that same day like you said and then we went to sharing some fellowship with some other youth ministers that went um to the commissioning and we we sidetracked we had to pick up um something at the apple store um in the mall and so we went in and this 
girl. That- yeah, this this young girl who was working there. Um, she said hello to us, and you know we were feeling pretty good, having a good day. And yeah. so we're like, hello, like how are you? And that was interesting because a simple how are you. She responded to that. She responded really well. She was a little shocked. She was shocked that we asked how she was doing as well. I mean, as, you know, every Apple employee, they'll, you'll come in and they're like, hi, like, how are you? Is there anything you need help to, with today? Like, are you looking for something particular? And we're like, no, not really, just browsing, but how are you? And yeah. she was, like, taken back. She was, she appreciated that we took the time to ask her how she was doing as well. Mm-hmm. And that actually, I mean, we won't go into crazy detail, Um that actually allowed her so we said hello she said she's doing fine and had a little short conversation we ended up talking to her later and she shared a lot of her own life story with us yeah she just snatched and it was so weird that she just felt so open and very comfortable we just met this girl and she shared some really personal things with us and i felt honored and blessed that she trusted us enough us as strangers, people that she had just met, mm-hmm. to share her story. What do you think prompted her to to share her story with us? I think it goes back to what the bishop was saying: is somehow our presence created a space for her to to share her vulnerability, to share her story, and not fear of being judged, not without any fear of being judged, without any fear of being. Um, I don't know, thought of differently mm-hmm. or that we would make, I don't know, any, any judgment towards her. It was, yeah. it was a judgment free zone. It was a space for her to be vulnerable. We did mention too, that we, we worked for the church. Which we worked. Yeah. When you tell people in 2019 that you work for the church. It can be very, it's a toss up. Yeah. It's a toss up. I, I know when people ask me like, Oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, sometimes like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to say, oh, straight up, I work for the Catholic Church, I, I do youth ministry, or if I want to embellish and be like, oh, you know, I, I'm a youth director for a nonprofit organization, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which the church is. So it's like, it's very, um, yeah. Yeah. And she, I, it, it definitely felt like a God moment to me. It was mm. very divine because she, I, and I don't want to share her story without her permission. So of I will course. not go into details. Um, but there was a moment in her conversation with us in which you asked to pray for her. Mm. And what I liked about when you asked, we to be very clear, we didn't pray over her in that moment. In the um, middle of the Apple store. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> something that we might do in the future, but like we didn't do it this time. <laughs> um, no, but when you asked to, to pray for her, you asked for this person's name. And I think there is something very special about names about praying for someone by name Mm. and something about our names and our origin our origin story Mm -hmm. like our names where we come from um that is is very divine very very important to to who we are and to how we encounter christ or how we don't encounter christ how we feel loved how we don't feel loved yeah um but yeah i think that that was a catalyst for me hearing her story i think that looking back on on that that whole situation and that that experience it really did prompt this podcast um Mm -hmm. i feel like if we didn't have that i wouldn't have stuck with the idea of how important stories are um and so yeah that's that's yeah so basically in summary the spirit has been moving this past week Mm. for us to do this podcast definitely so with that, you want to give a little intro about yourself, where you work, what you do. Sure, yeah. Let's let's get to let's let the audience get to know. Let's who we let are. the audience. Hi, audience. Welcome, <laughs> whoever you may be. 
if there's please anyone out us. there, please um, like I don't know, like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, well, f- to kick things off, my name is Kevin Bernaga. I am a youth minister um, based at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in the Diocese of San Jose, California. I've been in youth ministry since 2008, um, but I've been an official youth minister um, since 2016, 2017. Nice, yeah. nice. So my name is, my full name is Annalisa Fuentes. You didn't need to know that. I go by Anna. Um, I'm not the, Anna. To not Anna. Not Boy. Anna. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I am the youth minister at St. Anthony's church in san jose Hmm. um i've been here for the past three years this is my fourth year i've been here since i graduated college um where'd you go to college i went to santa clara university go broncos Broncos. go every school (laughs) (laughs) i didn't go to santa clara just to make that clear but yeah go every every school school. we support every school (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i've been officially being youth minister since 2016 um i was involved in youth ministry at my parish in high school so that'd be back to maybe 2011 2010 Mm -hmm. um so i've been this in this for a minute but officially you know only a few years okay nice so i think what we should do is maybe give the listener a little preview of what they should expect on this podcast and what better way to preview what they will hear when we have guests sharing their stories sharing their encounters with christ why they do their ministry is our why why we do our ministry our story our encounter shout out to our producers though we have yeah wait real quick we just got to shout out our producers we're not alone in the room which is crazy we are amateur youth ministers and we have producers a (laughs) ballin like what um yeah so our producers are robert de la cruz shout out to rob hey give it up for rob Rob is right there insert some some audience clapping here yay and we have jenny rose jalik hey she's our future social media manager as well i think she's right now working on some social media stuff she's working you guys insta coming soon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to start an mdd modern MDD, day disciples Instagram. modern day disciples you guys i'm pretty hyped about this um i'm, I'm really excited if, too i don't know if i should mention this in the first episode i'm what? gonna do it anyways what we have merch whoa <laughs> we have merch coming what? Soon. i've where is this merch <laughs> oh coming soon okay coming soon merch merch will be a thing i'm all we're about. just jumping into it aren't we yes modern day disciples i would wear a shirt that says modern day disciple yeah regardless honestly you guys plug your friends even if they don't listen to our podcast who in 2019 if you are a catholic is not a modern day disciple mm. and that's what i love about the title of our podcast is that like jesus's disciples the only qualification quote-unquote qualification you need to be a disciple is doing your best to follow christ that's all it is is following christ and i think that's beautiful that in 2019 we can be disciples and be connected to jesus's disciples yeah like dude whoa this brotherhood this sisterhood we are united by christ that is that is a gift that is a blessing isn't it crazy that we every sunday every mass that we go to we listen to we listen to their stories we oh, listen man. to the stories of the og og12 exactly the OG we hear it every like every sunday every time we go to mass but we forget that you know those stories are ongoing you know we we always listen to their stories because it sets a really good example but i want to hear how people are are living that out today 
So one of our intentions with this podcast is to hear people's stories, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the future, we will have guests. We will have guests in, from the Diocese of San Jose, people who work in youth ministry, people who do the, theology of the body ministry, people who maybe do jail ministry. Music um, ministry. Music ministry. Um, homeless ministry. There's so many people out there with so many passions, you know, and and I mean, for us personally, we're we're youth ministers, so of course we we get hyped with youth ministry. You know, Hi. it's it's honestly like what keeps us going. You know, it's it's there's so much fire I feel like for the youth that we have that I I wonder how other people what that fire looks like for, for other them people. exactly. So what better way to introduce our creating space for stories, mm-hmm. listening to stories, than to share our own stories? Okay. So um, with that, I think we're going to talk about our encounters, our first, uh, that pivotal, that that change, that that pivotal moment in our faith journey where we're like, yo, this Jesus thing, yo, it means something. Yeah, definitely. And so I think it's an encounter with Jesus and it's it's your why. It's why ministry. Why, why? are you still here? Mm-hmm. Why are you still Catholic in 2019? I have people ask me that, especially... It's- so hard it's to be hard and i think we can't especially we can't with everything going on and like not only our like social climate but our political climate and the church the church's everything that's... climate the scandals that have happened i mean that is one thing i'm you guys yo i'm a, I'm a real one i'm gonna keep it true with you guys always and i'm not gonna sh- we're not gonna shy away mm-hmm. from the the issues at hand and no this isn't a podcast where we're getting all dramatic don't get me wrong um but i do think that we need to be honest that it is difficult to be Catholic mm-hmm. in, in this day and age. Yeah. And I think it's important to share your why, why you're still Catholic in 2019, yeah, what it means to you to believe in Christ, to, to show up to adoration, what those experiences are like, mm-hmm. like, Ooh, dude, adoration. <laughs> like, let's go. What? Um, yeah. So let's share our Big stories. ups for adoration. We Big love, ups we for love adoration. adoration. The OG. Okay. Um, yeah. Do would you like to go first? Or would you like me to, you know, set the stage out please know. oh i would love to hear your story all right so yeah a little background about me so i was born and raised in bakersfield california Ooh, so socal socal ish i mean central valley central you know, valley okay they always said bakersfield is a little bit of texas smack dab in the middle of california um is a small town small town vibes how um, many people about so small town vibes with actually a kind of a big town population okay bakersfield has I want to say 400,000, maybe up to 500,000 now. Wow. Nice. Which, again, small town in comparison to Silicon Valley. Yeah, San Jose is like, what, a million? We're at a million people right now? Yeah, maybe more. Maybe more? Wait, like. Producers, can we look that up? How many? How many? Watch it be totally off. I think it was like a million seventy-seven thousand. Wow, you guys, we got producers looking up ish for us while we are recording this right? podcast. So one point oh, seven. All yeah. right. So one, we have we have a million people in San Jose and almost five hundred thousand in Bakersfield. That's crazy. Bakersfield, freaking Bakersfield. Weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, born and raised in Bakersfield, California. Um, I was a cradle Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, baptized as a baby. Don't remember it. Um, <laughs> back. Oh, that was a fun day, huh? Oh, dude, it was so lit. It was great. <laughs> uh, um, you know, cradle Catholic, born and raised. Um, baptized at a young age did my first communion Mm -hmm. you know very catholic family my grandma both sides very um 
very instilled in the faith, prayed. They went to daily mass back in the day. Your grandma. My grandma, both sides. Oh, both sides. Yeah. They're very devout Catholics. Very devout Catholics. And so I was raising that faith, but you know, as, as it is when you're a kid, you go through the motions. You go to mass because mom and dad say go to mass. You say the prayers, you do communion, you come back, you say the Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be. Yeah. You say the prayers that you're supposed to pray, but do they mean anything? Yeah. And so as I was growing up in the faith, I was like, yeah, this is all good. Like, I believe in God. Like, he seems kind of cool, but it didn't mean anything. Anything. It was right? kind of just practice out of habit. Um, because I can relate. I, I think every night my I could not go to bed until I did my Our Father, Hail Mary and Glory Be. Yeah. But it was like for me, it wasn't it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this is these are deep prayers. These are, are powerful prayers. Um, it was more so, OK, this is my ticket to sleep, mm, you know, ticket um, to sleep. Wow. Yeah. But anyways, continue. Yeah. Sorry. So when when that shifted, when that changed was um, in high school. So. Again, growing up in a very Catholic, it was a very Catholic town. I will mm -hmm. say that. And we, I went from the east side to the west side, moved in second grade and uh, attended St. Philip's. St. Philip's was my, my home parish. Down in Bakersfield. Down in Bakersfield. And St. Philip the Apostle. Actually. Is that Diocese of Bakersfield? Um, Diocese of Fresno. Oh, Diocese of Fresno. Okay. Yes. Yes. So kind of encompassed all that. Yeah. Diocese of Fresno. I mean, Central Valley is a little spread out, but yeah, Bakersfield is part of Diocese of Fresno. Wow. And our confirmation year, dude, let me talk about this confirmation program. Like shout out to St. Phillips in Bakersfield, California. Shout out to the current youth minister, Brie Benavides. Um, shout out to my youth minister, Jerry Anderson. Wow. Because this dude, this confirmation program in one year, it's a two year program in one year, it would have... 160 people 160 160 teens in one year in one year so how did everyone fit in the church or like how did your confirmation you had to have two different masses for one confirmation because there were that many teens that's crazy yeah this i mean the pe people were just on fire and so what clicked what changed was my second year in confirmation mm -hmm. um i was like maybe maybe this means something i got invited to the leadership team um i was i was an angsty teenager and I had a lot of sort of maybe I had some tension with my dad. May I ask who who is that first person to invite you to that leadership team? Did you voluntarily go or did someone say, hey, you should check this out? Or I think I see something in you. You yeah, should be a leader. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's all about the invitation. Um, it was my friend Carmen. Okay. She was my best friend at the time. And she was really involved in church. Very devout Catholic. And she would always be telling me that she'd be praying for me. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean you're praying for me? I don't need prayer. I feel good. <laughs> like, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> what? And it was that initial invitation, and that changed everything. Hmm. Um, I invi invited you to join the leadership team, um, which is funny because I really wasn't that involved. Um, it was called SPLAT, St. Philip's Leadership Action Team. St. Philip's Leadership Action Team. Oh, okay. SPLAT. SPLAT. And was SPLAT. did you have merch? We had merch. <laughs> we had the sickest t-shirts. They had a little Nickelodeon splat on them. Was it orange as well? It was not orange. It was blue. It was like a, that teal blue that oh, you nice. love when you're in high school. Yeah. Because it's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not as cool now, but really cool in high school. <laughs> and yeah, it changed everything. It was kind of this, this misfit group of teens who also had issues maybe with their parents who maybe felt like they didn't belong, mm -hmm. felt like they didn't have a place, but our church was our sanctuary yeah. our church was a place where we felt like we did belong we felt like we had a home mm -hmm. we felt like we had people who understood us yeah and so here i was introduced to this community i was like okay 
kind of like this, but I don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, I'll get, I'll get to the point here. That pivotal Christ moment was a Steubenville Youth Conference. Have you heard of these? Yes, Life Teen. Yes. Life Teen yes. Steubenville Conferences. So like, Down in SoCal. Yes. So this okay. one was in San Diego. Okay, nice. Um, And, I, dude, you just have like thousands of Catholic teens just on fire. I've with never been to one. Dude, you got to go. They have one in NorCal now. I saw they had one recently. Yes, I think I, th- I think I saw like like Instagrams or anything or something like that. But I I never I don't know I've never thought about going. Yeah, they have. It's just a bunch of Catholic teenagers and just on fire for their faith. And so you got like these Jesus chant wars. Like we love Jesus. Yes, we do. We love Jesus. How about you? And you're just trying to yell about how <laughs> much you love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And like I walk into this room and I'm like, Yo, what? Like being Catholic is cool. Being Catholic is fun. Like it changed everything. I was like what like i can do this and like not sacrifice like good music i can do this and not sacrifice like having a good time having fun um and did you think that before that being catholic was not oh absolutely we had to listen to boring music we were very boring music you had to be very just like pious and like sit and kneel and like pray and like which isn't don't get me wrong those aren't bad things Mm -hmm. but when you're a kid and you're sat you're it's not the most to, attractive thing. No, you're told to sit still and to, and to pray like this and fold your hands like this. It's it's restricting, mm-hmm. especially when when you we have young people. Young people want to be free and dance and like be free to be themselves. Yeah. And this was a conference where it's like, hey, yeah, you can be you, and you can also be Catholic, and you can be loved by God, and for who you are, you are welcome here. Mm. And that, I mean, especially as a teenager, like that changes everything. And so during adoration, I had been to adoration before, but it was never, <laughs> I'd been to adoration before, but it was never like this. Like I, I didn't really understood it. I never, but the, <laughs> I didn't understand. Our producers were distracting me. <laughs> our producers were hella distracting me. They're taking a picture. Um, shout out to our producers. <laughs> so backtrack a little. Um, mm-hmm. adoration was the pivotal Christ moment where I don't know there was something about it that was different this time around like I'd been before but this time it meant something you had you had this arena thousands mm-hmm. of Catholic teens you had this priest who would not take his eyes off the Eucharist he had this monstrance dude one of the most beautiful monsters I've was ever it huge seen. was it big it was giant i don't wow. know how homeboy was carrying it he was carrying it and you could see the beads of sweat on his forehead like he was struggling like it was he like was heavy struggling and it was heavy but you could tell he was so determined to share christ with everyone in that arena did he walk around to every to all teens and like he walked up and down the stairs of wow. every aisle in that arena and as christ got closer i remember feeling just really broken and really reflecting on feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be in God's presence. I, I'm not worthy to be here. I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And my friend, my friend Carmen, which is yeah. funny that you asked me who invited me. My friend Carmen comes up to me and she gives me a hug. But it's not like it was her, but it wasn't in the moment. Like it was it was it was the love of God the Father wrapping me in his arms and saying I love you for you I love you because you are enough mm-hmm. I love you for who you are not what you've done not what you will do but for who you who are who you are yeah like you in this moment are loved you in this moment are welcome here and you belong here you are home in my mm. arms Whoa. and it was dude it was such a divine moment 
because here God was loving me for who I was even when I felt broken and it's funny because I talked to my friend Carmen about that afterwards I was like I was like I was like like why did you hug me and she's like like I don't rem- like I don't say like, I don't remember hugging you and I was like like what do you mean she's like like that was me but like that wasn't me and I and I was like like I was like but it was you and she's like no but like it wasn't and that's how I know the spirit was moving mm. the spirit was moving in that moment because yes that was my friend Carmen hugging me but that was God the Father working through her that was God the Father showing me that like I am loved and that's when dude I was like yo this Jesus thing it means something <laughs> like it changed my life forever yeah. like from that moment on I was like. I wanted to do youth ministry. I wanted to be a youth minister since high school. Really? Like, was that like your dream job? That was the dream job. Yeah. And so maybe we'll talk about that another time. But fast forward, I'm graduating college and this job very divinely kind of comes up. And What do you mean divinely? So Santa Clara uh, has this um, this job site where people can post jobs for strictly like Santa Clara students to look at. Okay, um, like most, job openings. Yeah, job openings in the area, Silicon Valley. Okay. Um, because it's Silicon Valley, most of these are tech, most of these are corporate jobs. Yeah. So I never went on there. I was like, I'm not interested in that. If anything, I'm going to do ministry. I'm going to do a service program. I'm going to work for a nonprofit. That's not really for me. Yeah. My friend Tori, I lived with her my senior year. She shared this job post and she's like, Hey, you might be interested in this. It's a youth ministry job in San Jose. And it was on that website, it the Bronco on website. Bronco link. Interesting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I'll apply. Um, long story short, I interviewed, got the job. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still Praise here. Praise God. You're still here. Later. Three years. That's a long it's time. wild. People always talked about the burnout rate in terms of it's youth like, ministry. It's like, I think th- two, three, four years. Yeah. That's when that, two within years, that range. I, I want to say Chris Martisich. Shout out Chris Martisich. Um, <laughs> said it was like two years. If you make it past two years, maybe it was three years. Actually, I don't know for sure. I, yeah. I think it was three years. Once I, you make it past reason, three years. Like, then you're over the hump. You're over the hump. You're exactly. over like that difficult part of it. For some reason. But I love being a youth minister i mean it's not I that love it, what we do i mean it does have its challenges at, at its times but i feel like the rewards reap those it's worth it makes it so worth it so you know worth what I mean? it um, so kevin i i shared my you know pivotal jesus moment i'm curious to hear yours i guess from on my end my story is i was born catholic i was uh, a cradle catholic just like yourself and um my my parents baptized me on november 11th um, I recently just found that out, actually. I was going to say, you know your baptism date. It's actually, I mean, if, that's, I feel that's like. That's amazing. We should. We should don't, know about Shouldn't every dates. Catholic know their baptism date? Because that was the day that you were just, you were initiated into the church. Ooh. You were initiated into the body of Christ and you inherited the kingdom. Oh that goodness. day, that should Boy be a day praise. that you should celebrate, right? So it was funny. I came home from from a youth night one day and one night, and so I got home and then uh, sitting on my um, coffee counter in in my house, everyone was sleeping already. Um, was this little note card and it was just standing up and I'm like, what is this? It looks like a, a little invitation. And I pick it up and it's an invitation to my baptism. What? It was a little note card that was an invitation to my baptism. And it, so that's how I, like maybe a month or two ago, I just found that out. Um, and I took a picture of it because I, I'm like, I need to remember this. So November 11th, um, 1995, wow. I was baptized at Most Holy Trinity at in the Diocese of San Jose. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was it was crazy just holding that and realizing like how from that moment, how, you know, how far in the faith journey that you can go from that yeah, but you've been you've been destined for the kingdom of Christ since that moment. I know it's crazy. 
Oh, man, I wish I wish I remember that day. That would be an amazing thing to remember. <laughs> but well, it's one of the un, like things that's unfortunate about being baptized as a baby that you can't really fully know. But at the same time, I think that's your parents, right, in our, in our faith. It's like, I think it's amazing for our parents to share that day with us. Exactly. That they can... When we are when we are adults, when we can understand, they can share with us what that moment was like for them exactly. as parents to have their children baptized. Shout out to your to parents. Man. Shout out to our parents. That's crazy. Shout out to our parents. To like love love us enough that they want to share God's love with us immediately. Like from the from the moment that we were born, we're like, I want my child to know the love of God. Oh my goodness! You know, I want it that way. It's crazy. Wow. Um. But so, yeah, shout out to our parents. But anyways, um, I was cradle Catholic and then I but as I grew up um, in in, you know, in San Jose, I didn't like church. I hated going to church. Um, and so throughout my childhood, all the way up until middle school, I, I hated being dragged to church by my dad or like every Sunday he would be like, come on, let's go. And I'd be I'd pull out every excuse from the book whether it's like oh man i'm sick i'm not feeling too well i i, I haven't done my homework yet or I, sometimes i would fake sleeping oh. i would like i i would legitly like be on my on the couch and i'd be sleeping and i'm like okay maybe if he sees me sleeping he'll be like okay he's just really tired i'll just go and then come back later um but no he'll just wake me up <laughs> I, I found that out the hard way um but up until eighth grade um that's when i had my my moment dude like it was mm. it was a retreat that changed my life and so one one friday my dad was like hey do you want to go for a drive and i'm like sure you know i i'd, I'd love to go for a drive like where are we going he's like yeah I'll just just we'll go around i'm like all right Ooh, so sounds like a trick it does sounds like <laughs> a trap it was a trap so i say um i got in the car and then we drove to church we drove to saint francis to, it's crazy it's the church i work at now we drove to saint francis and um we pulled up and I'm like, what are we doing here? It's Friday. It's not Sunday. Like, do we have to go to mass again? Like, is it a special is this day? Is a new mass? Exactly. <laughs> like, is, is mass on Fridays now? Um, and he said, no, you are going on a retreat. You're going to spend three days um, in the Santa Cruz mountains with people your age. And you're going to learn about God. Oh. And I was like, what did, what did eighth grade Kevin think about this? I was so upset. I hated that idea. I thought it was going to be one of the worst experiences of my life. I thought mm. it was going to be horrible. And, and, you know, as a kid, I wanted to just hang out with my friends, watch TV, watch, you know, Disney Channel was popping at the time. Hey, so I was like, man, I got to hit my Hannah Montana, my, you know, what what else is out there? Phil of the future, of the future. Lizzie McGuire. Exactly. Like, I, I can't miss these shows, you know. Um, but I so we pulled up and then I was very upset. I was very like, I'm like. I don't even have clothes. And my dad was like, I packed you clothes. How crazy was it that your dad went to all this trouble for you at that age? I For you to encounter Christ. That's crazy, right? I, I think I was just reflecting on that these past few days leading up to this podcast that my dad cared about me so much that he pa he wanted to, sh you know, he wanted me to go through this experience. And I don't think he knew um, at the time how far that it would take you yeah how far that decision would would take me in my in my faith life and even just like my everyday life right mm -hmm. and, um, and how it just transformed my heart and just changed me forever um and so when i when i signed in i didn't want to be there and i showed it i wear my heart on my sleeve and i i people know when i'm upset people know when i'm like not in a good mood um and so i was showing that our producers are laughing <laughs> um, <laughs> um, i was showing that 
um, when I signed in. And then these two guys, one named Jonathan and one named Obi, they came up to me and they're these really tall guys. One was like six feet and the other one was like a little, a little shorter, but still way taller than me. Right. <laughs> um, I'm like five, four, five, five. <laughs> I'm a pretty short guy. Um, but so they came up to me and they said, Hey, like, what's up? What do you, what's your name? And I'm like, we introduced each other. Um, we introduced ourselves to each other. And, um, he said, Obi specifically was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't want to be here, man. I really don't want to be here. I was mm. very honest with him. Um, and then he pulled me aside and Obi he's a year, year older than me. So at the time I was an eighth grader and he was in high school. He was a freshman at Bellarmine. Go Bells. Um, Go Bells. and he, he pulled me aside and he said, okay, he came me. Have you ever watched the movie, the matrix? I, I always make this comparison, but it, it was exactly like that moment in the movie where, where, um, Morpheus offers the pills, the red pill and the blue pill. And he says, um, and so Obi goes to me and he goes, Hey, I know you don't want to be here. Um, if you tell me right now, once and for all that you don't want to come, you don't want to go on this retreat, I'll call your dad and I'll bring you back and I'll tell him that, you know, maybe this year's not for him. Um, maybe next year, try it again next year mm -hmm. to another retreat. Right. Um, or if you take the ladder, if you choose the ladder, I promise you it'll change your life forever. Whoa. Right. That That's, sounds like a movie moment. It was a movie moment. It was crazy. And I'm like, okay, this guy, like what? Okay. okay change my life forever. <laughs> whatever. Um, and it turned out, but that sparked a curiosity in you, I'm sure. It did. It was just like that that question, like it was so intriguing that I was like, man, how do I pass that up? Because I've never been told that before. So I said, you know what? Sure, I'll trust you. You know, I'll I'll go on this I'll go on this retreat. And man, on that Sunday when we came back, I was a totally different person. Mm. Totally different person. I, I wanted to go to church. I wanted to go to mass that Sunday, that day. I wanted to listen to praise and worship music. It was just, I think at that retreat, I was just exposed to to this love that I've never felt before, to this love in this community from my own peers that I've never felt before growing up. And I'm like, what is, you know, what is what is going on here? Like it was kind of an out of world experience a Almost little bit. euphoric? Very euphoric, yeah. Mm. And it's just, it was something that I've never felt before, but I knew that I wanted to continue feeling this way. And not only did I want to continue feeling this way, I want other people to know that they could feel this way. Dude, you that sounds I mean? like the Holy Spirit right I, there. I think it was. The HS. Some, <laughs> the some HS. Holy Ghost is in here. Ooh. <laughs> um, the fire has been lit. It was. At that moment, the fire was lit and just it, it kept burning. And so the year after, um, I signed up to be a leader of that program and I volunteered all the way up until... Um, you know, now I'm, I'm now the you're the director yeah. of youth and young adults just, at that parish. Yeah. I'm just, it's crazy. Dude, you know, what's crazy about that moment is what? that God was looking at you in eighth grade, looking at you going on this retreat, knowing you didn't want to be there. Mm. Also knowing the plans he had for you, mm. knowing that someday you would be the director of youth and young adult of that ministry. He knew that is wild to me. That's well, same thing with you. He knew that, okay, I'm going to meet this girl over here. Uh, during adoration in love life team conference i'm gonna give her a hug oh my god i'm gonna give her a hug and she's not even gonna know that's for me yet and it's like it's <laughs> so crazy that we were formed as teens in this church mm. and now our vocation our vocation is to form young disciples yeah. in the same church yeah and i think what uh, what parallels our stories together mm -hmm. is that 
both of us had these pivotal moments when we were teenagers, when we were young, young, young kids who didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And it was such a pivotal moment in our lives that we have made it our life's mission to do nothing but try to share that same love, the same love, the same feeling of belonging that we felt, the same, I don't know, it was our it was our destiny to be in this church to love Christ to be known by Christ. Yeah, that we look at our lives and we're like we can do no other than to do the same for but for our young people. And it's crazy to think that I I honestly would have felt so unqualified if God told mm. me at that moment in eighth grade like by the way I I want you to be you know in charge of this whole you know section of youth ministry under this parish I'd be like me. <laughs> <laughs> really i can't i i would never imagine and it just reminds me that jesus chose everyday people everyday men oh my god he chose fishermen he chose tax collectors he chose the least he chose the dude that was literally killing christians exactly he chose saul it was like actually homeboy you're killing christians no no no. you're gonna make disciples of my people exactly you're you're killing people that follow me i'm actually gonna use you to inspire people to follow me what what the heck i can't even say it reminds me it reminds me of um a quote from pope francis you know the homeboy pope francis what's he saying Um, pope francis if you're listening to this pope francis yo dude if you're listening to this you want to come through to like to our youth we would love to have you on our podcast pope francis (laughs) you can be our next guest pope francis please so tune in for pope francis so um it's actually a very short quote um it's when he was when he was chosen mm-hmm. when he was chosen to be pope um part of his maybe it's not even a quote correct me if i'm wrong yeah but his a- little kind of catchphrase or phrase was lowly but chosen i've never heard that it was on a life teen shirt lowly pope, that but pope chosen. francis said, yeah lowly but chosen wow. and i think that's often how i feel about myself as i've been like kind of ordained in this ministry mm-hmm. is lowly but chosen dude i'm dude i'm so messed up sometimes i'm like i'm so broken i mess up constantly i'm trying my best but god i keep failing mm-hmm. but he he uses my failures for good he uses my brokenness for beauty he uses my brokenness so that i can better empathize with people yeah and i can better love others so like i feel lowly but i'm chosen by God for this. You are chosen by God for this. And I think that's what this podcast is really for. I think it's for those people that have been chosen. Those people that have had that encounter and they just want and they want to dedicate their lives to ministering and to, to following Christ and to leading other people towards Christ. And that's what we want to hear. We want to hear those stories. We want to hear we their wanna, journey. We want to share those stories with you guys. Exactly. We have people in, in this diocese, in, in these ministries who are living their lives, living the lives that, that, that God is destined for them, trying to do their best to follow God's will. And we think these stories could be inspiring. Exactly. We think these stories could change lives. Not to be, you know, all of dramatic, or like, oh, these, this, this podcast is going to change your life. But yo, low-key, high-key, it might change your life. <laughs> it's And it's crazy because ministers, we're not meant to do this alone. We're not. You know, we're not meant to do this alone. And, we, you know, we share each other. We share our ministries with a few people or a handful of people that um, we're around every day. But there's so many people out there that we could share our stories with and that we could hear their stories. And I think that's called the new evangelization, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what our podcast is going to be about. So, yeah, I hope you guys stay tuned for the coming episodes. 
Um, we have at least a couple guests line up. We, we have some do. people who are interested in being guests. And yeah, like we said, it's going to start off in the Diocese of San Jose, people who are doing ministry here. But I think, God willing, mm-hmm. if this expands beyond that, we are completely open to that. One thing I, I think I is really hyped. important about this podcast, I think that we're open to the spirit moving. Is this right? Definitely. We're open to the spirit moving. It doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, just people in the Diocese of San Jose. Mm. Um, if it spans out to the Diocese of, you know, anywhere else. Um, any, yeah, yeah, honestly. Anywhere, any, any per- person we meet, um, whether the, I know we have a few friends in the Diocese of Oakland um, that we could that we could touch reach out. Yeah, with, touch base yeah. with, hear their stories. But also... Um, there's a segment that I think we, we're going to try to do. Um, we're going to post these podcasts um, on Sundays. So we're going to post these on Sunday mornings. Um, and I think on some Sundays, on some um, specific days or of the month, we're just going to do praise and worship Sundays. Praise and, praise and worship Sundays. So we'll I specifically that. have a music minister because oh. we do have many music ministers in our diocese and in the surrounding diocese that, um, that just love love what they do and they're so talented um and so maybe on some sundays we'll have them come and sing some original songs maybe share some original songs or maybe share some praise and worship and um interview them and see how how they got started in their in their ministries as well no we just want to give you guys a little taste of what's to come Mm. um obviously we, we thank you for listening we thank you for tuning in to this podcast um, if you know you're still there listening, and thank you all so much for for listening to this first podcast and listening to our stories. It's it's very vulnerable to to share sometimes you know our experiences um, and what we've been going through and what we've been through. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it's important to share. One thing I did want to sh- just just an idea. And, okay. Um, to our listeners, this is news to Kevin because I haven't shared this with him. Oh. Um. I'm so you were gonna get his live real reaction to this. I think, what? and I don't know how we're going to necessarily do this, is I think it would be a beautiful thing to share our listener stories. Mm. I don't know how we maybe talk to our producer, Jenny, um, about how to um, submit um, listener testimonies. If you want them to be anonymous, they can be anonymous. If we will not put last names, maybe we'll put a first name. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be really cool just like, beginning of the show end of the show just like here's a short testimony of how god's working in someone's life awesome someone who listens to this podcast i love that because it's not about our stories guys it's not about our guest stories it's about our collective stories together our collective stories as modern day disciples Amen. how is god moving in your life like, let's talk about awesome it. idea i really love that so beginning the podcast and ending the podcast with one of the listener stories yeah oh my god i mean beginning or the end like let's just let's share their stories as well because God is constantly moving our lives, whether or not we even recognize that as God. I think, I mean, my faith calls me to believe that even someone who claims not to know God, even someone who claims, I don't believe in God, I don't know about all that, God is still moving their life. Amen. They may they may not know that, they may not even acknowledge that, but best believe the Spirit is moving in their life, the Spirit is moving in those surrounding that person, who are loving that person, who are caring for that person. Mm-hmm. Like, let's share those stories. Dude, I'm so excited for this. Dude, I am so stoked for this. This, thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been the first episode of our podcast. Yeah, of Modern Day Disciples. MDD, or MDD. What it do, baby? <laughs> MDD, baby. Let's go. Um, so, Modern Day Disciples, thank you for tuning in. Again, we are going to be posting on Sundays. So, Ooh. if you're listening to this, happy Sunday. And get your butt to church. Bye. Bye.